Welcome to Shift and Sustain a Positive Mindset. Today, let's talk about Chardikala or unflinching optimism. If you've never heard the term Chardikala, you will learn what it is and how you can apply it in your lives like our two guests. If you are familiar with the word, we hope our talk will inspire you to go deeper and further beyond the words and experience Chardikala in a new way. Welcome to Shift and Sustain a Positive Mindset Podcast. We share with you on topics relating to transformation and sustaining a positive mindset. Our hope is to help you be optimistic, stay motivated, and when there are tough times, to be resilient so that you can bounce back. Today's episode is on Chardikala, or unflinching optimism. If you've never heard the term Chardikala, you will learn about it what it is and how you can apply it in your lives. If you are familiar with the concept, we hope that this session will help you have a chance to go deeper on the concept of Chardikala. And by the end of the session, like it did for me, hopefully you will uh, go deeper um, beyond the words and experience Chardikala in a new way. I have two wonderful guests with me today, Manpreet and Prashant. Uh, they both are seekers in their own ways and they will share their views and experiences and we will have a conversation on Chartikala. I'll be asking them uh, three questions. When did they first hear about Chartikala or what's a memory that they can think of? Uh, what does Chartikala mean to them? And what is one thing that they would like to leave you with? Uh, whether you're getting started, whether you're new to this concept, hesitant or not sure on how to apply it in your lives. Um, so Prashant, uh, Manpreet and I know each other for many years and over years we have talked about, uh, you know, doing something uh, to share the message. Uh, Manpreet and I are both in the marketing field and Prashant and I also do a lo lot of things in uh, seminars and meditation and so forth. Uh, so as we chose today's day, um, you know, uh, it's a quite an auspicious day today, uh, December 29th. It is Guru Gobind Singh Ji's birthday, whom we will touch on in a bit later. Uh, and historically, Guru Gobind Singh Ji can be considered one of uh, a superb examples of Chartikala, of the spirit that he brought, he lived, um, and he left uh, each one of us with. So let's get started. Um, what is Chartikala? So Chartikala comes from two Sanskrit words. Chardi meaning rising, ascending, or soaring. And Kala can mean process, time, like in the present or the state. And some of the common ways in which uh, Chardi Kala has been translated or people view it is positive attitude or ascending energy. Uh, it can also be described to be in high spirits or having an attitude in life that is positive and optimistic. Uh, Chardikala can also be described to have a state of mind in which a person has no negative emotions like fear and instead being in a state where one is positive, satisfied, and grateful. 
So one of my uh, memories as I think about Chardikala and I was sort of, uh, you know, uh, thinking about this topic is that growing up in India, uh, it was a, quite a common term whenever someone asked you how you're doing ki hale, one of the responses at times used to be, I'm in Chardikala. Uh, and, you know, it's it doesn't simply translate into, for me, uh, in that sense, into I'm feeling extremely good. Uh, it also goes beyond that, as an example, uh, that as you say it, you feel good. And then the person who is hearing it, no matter what uh, they may be going through in life, they somehow are uplifted. Uh, so it has a wonderful effect as I think of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, a good reminder to uh, use this uh, term more often. Um, so now to our guests, I'll start with Manpreet to, uh, to introduce him. He's a New Yorker, husband, father. He's passionate about Sikhi and Punjabi culture. Uh, Manpreet, I'd like to ask you the first question. Uh, when did you first hear about Chardi Kala or what's a memory uh, that, that you can go back to uh, when it first came into your life? Yeah, Josh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so, you know, Chardi Kala, I've heard it my whole life. The, f the first memories I have really are when it's really my chachas, chachis, and uh, my cousins, my pua fuffers, anytime my parents would ask, ki hala, ki karaya, how's everything? You know, they all used to say chardikala all the time. And to me, I was very young. And uh, I, to me, really, it just meant like, oh, everything's great. You know, that's what they're basically saying. Like, no worries, we're all good here. And um, and that's basically my first memory. My grandma used to say, my grandparents used to say it really, mom's side and my uh, dad's side. Um, and everyone was really good and uh, they're always happy. So I thought that Chardikala is a great state to be in. <laughs> um, of course, as I got older and read more about Sikh history, uh, you know, that when people started saying Chardikala more, it had a lot more weight to it. But yeah, I've been hearing it, you know, since I could hear, I guess. Wonderful, thanks. And Prashant, to introduce you, you're a NLP master trainer in hypnosis. You've been uh, trained in that. Um, tell us about, you know, what's your, when did you first hear about Chardikala or what's a memory that comes to you? Um, hi guys, uh, thanks Jess and Manpreet for this opportunity. And I'm so, uh, before I start, I thank uh, uh, Gobind Singh Ji also because this was like Jazz and we were talking and Manpreet that we didn't know, we knew that today is this, but the, the occasion that to do this podcast today just came out and we, we didn't know it was the same day. So I think it's it's blessed. Uh, now, the reason, I, I, I basically grew up in Mumbai, uh, Maharashtra. My ancestors come from Gujarat. But uh, so... In short, I, the school that I used to go to was next to a, a army training, training ground. And there we used to have these uh, different battalions come in and exercise. And as kids, we would just go during the recess and beat them. And uh, there were a lot of, uh, very interestingly, there was there were these regiments and uh, there were a lot of officers who were Sikhs also. And the one officer, I remember him very clearly. And this was maybe, I was just like maybe uh, 12, uh, 10, 11, 12. I'm not even sure in, in age. And uh, I didn't know anything about Chardikal or anything because that's not my background. Uh, so, but interestingly, he was a Sikh. 
but he was a Maharashtrian. And that was very interesting for me. So, uh, it, in, you know, when we, and, he, I, I, and he was leading the, the troops when they were running around. He would always say, Chardi Kala, Chardi Kala. So what is this? You know, once I asked him, what do you mean? So, and, you know, he was a Maharashtrian and he was a Sikh. So he said, well, my ancestors are connected to the, the people who went with Banda Bairagi to Punjab. When uh, when Guru Gobind Singh came to Maharashtra, so my uh, in my family, one of us always, if possible, goes into the you know uh, to become a Gursik or into the army. So that is where I heard Chardi Kala. And as a child, that was very fascinating for me. I didn't understand much, but the enthusiasm and the optimism and the confidence those guys had, and him in particular, I yet remember him. I don't know where he is. If he's even there now, I'm sure. I hope he is. Uh, but that that that. Confidence, you know, in anything. You would, like, I would talk to him about my exams and like, oh, I have this. Chardi kala, just, 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 just go for it. You know, do, do your best, go for it, and then leave the rest to God. So basically, that was what kind of I remember. Do your best, go for it, leave the rest to God. That's it. Just do what you have to do in the moment. Give it your hundred percent. So that is where Chardi kala, kind of the initial thing came to me from. And of course, I've, uh, I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, uh, researched it later on. But that in one line, if I would say, that is what Chardi kala means for me. Thank you, Prashant. Um, you know, as we were discussing this topic, and obviously there's a lot out there. Um, and interestingly, you know, Chardi kala can be translated into many uh, different ways and it means different things to different people so one of the things that we did was uh, we put together a little form and a survey on our uh, website and asked people what does it mean to them uh, so I'll read you some of the terms that are common and that have come on up come up uh, so Manpreet as an example says Chardikala means acceptance to me uh, and being fearless uh, Jaspreet says that Chardikala is a state of pure bliss that is backed by gratitude uh, Sonia says it's a positive attitude and, um, you know, uh, believing and trusting that everything is happening for a reason. Uh, and her need, as an example, stays to stay in the current moment, present moment. Um, and I, you know, as, as I think about different times when um, Chardi Kala has been further used in my family, I also remember uh, Manpreet, like you, one of my uncles used to always say, uh, you know, are you in Chardikala? How are you doing? Uh, and my grandfather, if I remember my analogy, he would, you know, if I was a little bit down on a, on a day, he would say, you know, Tande like, why are you so like down and, you know, breathing like uh, the world's going to end? And he would say, be in Chardikala, you know, lift yourself up. Uh, I can remember my mom saying, uh, you know, in, in times, my tough times, uh, hey, hold your head high, be positive. And um, also, I, I, Manpreet, I've, I've heard since you, uh, you know, are passionate about Punjabi culture, uh, that the Nihang forces, if you could give us some historical um, uh, memories that you have or some stories that you can share with us. As an example, I remember uh, one of the things, uh, terms Nihangs use is uh, right? So no matter how tough the times are, how people, you may be down, but it's it's a way of uplifting you. Like, where are you going, forces? And let's go and uh, be positive. Uh, what would you like to share that uh, in in those terms? What does Charvikala mean to you, or something from history that that comes to you? You know, from history is 
there's no better source than the gurus, right? Um, no matter what happened, what came their way, gurus were shot at, they were sacrificed, they were, you know, shaheed. Um, you know, the state wanted to kill them. The, anytime you make, anytime you're making, uh, I guess, the empire or the state, you're trying to change the status quo, they're, they're out to get you. And the gurus knew that too. But they always, the people that followed them were always in high spirits. The people that, uh, obviously the gurus were. But how they, how the gurus took this concept of following hukam and being in Chardikala and then conveyed it to thousands and thousands of millions of people. And, you know, for all the wars they fought, um, it's just, it's just amazing to me. You know, it's, 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 um, and one of the, one of the things I always look at really is, I mean, the incredible story of Banda Singh Bahadur for me, honestly, I just, I, I read his book by Gunda Singh. It's a great book. I recommend it to everybody actually uh, that wants to know about Banda Singh Bahadur's life um, and what happened to him and how he stayed in the constant state of Chardikala. Like I can't even imagine, especially being a father, what happened to him and how they killed him and tortured him. You know, just with the Guru's blessing. All he had was the Guru's blessing. And then, you know, he, he conquered. But that 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 story to me is like, I cannot wait till my kids are just a little older so they'll like realize it. But that story to me is him not flinching. He's saying everything is good. Don't worry about it. Even his kids getting tortured in front of him. He's getting tortured. And all he's saying, you know, he has that Chardikala spirit in him. His spirits are high. And all he's doing is, uh, you know, remembering his cause and remembering Vaiguru. It's it's like truly, truly amazing. Like, uh, so I always think back to that. I'm like, <laughs> I always think back to that in my life too. Like, our ancestors went through a lot, right? So whatever problem I'm going through here <laughs> does not mean that much as much as they went through, and they kept being in high spirits. You know, and so it's 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 truly amazing when you look at Banda Singh Bahadur's life, the Guru's lives, how many people they touched, and the wars that happened after that, and how Sikh stayed in high spirits. It's really them staying in high spirits. I'm probably here today, right? So it's it's a it's a big concept in Sikhi, and it's a big concept I think in Sikhi. But I also think even if you're not Sikh, just a big concept to have in life. And it will, you know, you you won't fall astray if you have that, if you have that spirit in you. So that's what I remember. Manpreet, there's a concept of bana, uh, yeah. uh, accepting uh, that the will, God's will or Vaikru's will. Um, I would like to ask you, how do you see it as accepting it, but then also at the same time, it's not like you're you're just sitting and you're not doing anything, right? How do you see the two coming together, the, the free will, accepting it, but yet, uh, you know, doing yeah. what you uh, need to do? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I've, I've really just realized this, honestly, in the last three or four years, maybe, I don't know, maybe I had kids, and so it made me better, but... There's this thing I always used to hear. I heard so many times. I'm a big, 
I listen to Punjabi music a lot, a lot of Sufi music, listen to Bolisha, Varisha, all that stuff, you know. And so there's this concept of, and I didn't really get it till the last three or four years, where, and I think it's in the Gita too, I'm just, I just can't quote it. But I think it, Krishna has said this or something. It's the same concept of where, you know, you do the hard work, you plant the seeds and you do it. Whether the flowers will come or not is not up to you. Your job is to just plant water, you know, be a good mali, be a good farmer or whatever your your trait is, your trade is. Just do good and the rest will come. So that bana is very, sometimes it's very hard to accept. And then I heard what brought it together for me was, and I realized this in my life, I don't know if you two have, but what brought it together for me was just, I don't know, in the last couple of years was when I heard one of... You know, one of my favorite Punjabi singers of all time is Gurdasman, and he was in an interview, and he said that, you know, there's this concept in Sikhi also called Sej, right? And Sej means so many things. People have hours, lectures on this, but, you know, some people say it's balance. Some people say it's um, natural order of things, and which, which, in this concept, it is like, for me, like the cosmic natural order of Ikkon God, to me, is kind of like Sej. So he said, like, any time, any song, any business idea, any anything came to me in Saj, it was always a hit or it was always great and it was always profitable, whether monetarily, physically, mentally, whatever. But any time where I started like, nah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I, he's like, something always happened. There was always so many difficulties and obstacles I had to face. But when things came in Saj, it was so great. And I realized that in my life, like on things I wanted to do, on jobs I wanted to get, you know, on businesses maybe I wanted to start or whatever it is, whatever when I was like, no, no, I'm going to do this, even though if it's not that time, I'm going to do this. And it's me. It, it never went anywhere. But anytime anything came in Saj, I mean, it's been bale bale, really. It's just been, it's just been great. And I just couldn't believe it. And that didn't hit me till the last three or four years. I'm like, this actually is true. The natural order of things, whatever you do, whatever you put your, uh, wherever you put all your hard work in or your strength and your time in, you know, it's uh, whatever's going to come about is actually going to be good for you. Even if it's, you think in that moment it's bad, it actually turns out to be very, very good for you. You know, Rumi talks about this too. So, you know, Pana is like that. So that's like the Chardikala connection, you know, with it, I think. You know, Tera Pana Mita Lage. No matter what, you know, Guru Gobind Singh, you know, Prashant said about Guru Gobind Singh today, you know, basically that's, you know, his mother's gone, his sons are gone, his dad was sacrificed. Tera Pana Mita Lage. You know, and because of that, I think still, that we're here, you know, six are still here, Sikhi's still here, the culture's here, the, the high spirits are still here. So Pana and Chardikala go together. I, I honestly do think they do definitely go together, but it takes time, it takes experience to realize that, but it's just not, it's just not having a positive attitude all the time, even though things are negative in your life, there's a little more to it. But yeah, yeah, so big concepts to grasp. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, 
that that reminds me also uh, you know you use the word uh, whether it's a farmer or it's a uh, you know a person who plants seeds uh, or takes care of the flowers uh, similarly there's another concept in gurbani uh, in indian of uh, uh, of the, the that you know this world is like a drama you know we each, each have our roles that that we are playing it's like a dream um uh, and in that you know we here to do certain jobs and we can do the best in way and prashant you and i have talked uh about you know in the healing world uh, it's very common that you know when you're healing someone or you're giving uh uh you know a teaching or a seminar if you think i am doing it it happens at a certain level and uh prashant's works works uh, you know in certain arts where when you bring your ego in you get short circuited but when you work with the divine force the divine energy it just is goes to another level uh prashant i'd like to ask you the same way but the way i would like to ask you is you and i have discussed uh the the martial spirit martial arts uh my dad uh was in air force for a little bit and one of the things he you know uh try to put in me was to you know again uh be be tough be ready hold the head high uh and prashant you and i were talking about this uh one uh podcast episode where they had brought in uh the special forces person uh and tony robbins as an example and few other authors that we you know listen to also uh you know relay this message that there's one if there's one uh trait that is found which is different between people that make it versus not it's often people who have that spirit who have that ability to sort of uh, shift and say i will get this done so prashant the question to you is you know what does chardikala mean to you and how you connected to some of the conversations around the martial spirit and uh Uh, please share with us well there's so many threads that came up you know i had some thoughts in mind and then uh, listening to manpreet two points that he made that's fascinating stuff uh, it's already and um, so first i'll try and put across what was there in my mind and then i would like to just uh, you know based on your question and what manpreet said put something in there hopefully i can remember that <laughs> uh, so chardikala what it means to me is i i a story a story comes to my mind you know kind of um, and that would also determine the warrior spirit also of the sikh uh, gurus of the of the people who fought with him of the sikhs the khalsa uh, also the the just the people who joined him you know uh, just like like people who went with banda bahadur they just went they were just commoners from maharashtra who didn't know anything most probably villagers who just joined so that was very fascinating um i remember a time um uh, maybe about it was about 6 7 years ago uh one of my relatives uh, her son was about uh, he must be about 3 years old maybe 2 and a half when kids kind of start uh, uh, kind of starting to walk you know so we had gone to a fort and um uh, the fort had these steps you know which were huge so it was almost uh, to the to the shoulder of the child i could i, I would say and uh, the mother she's a very strong uh, lady you know so um and her, her husband is is kind of uh, in the army so we were family and the child was trying to climb those steps up these steps you know and i told her he's going to fall so because it was you know i'm like 
So she said, no, let him try. Let him do it. Like, and his, his legs were getting scratched and he's in the mud and, and he finally made it to the uh, first step. And then he went up again and then he looks back and he smiles at his mother. And then he again goes up. I mean, he kept coming, falling and doing, but he finally made it. And then finally, when she thought, oh, now he's going to kind of, you know, he's hurt himself or not hurt himself, but he's kind of getting tired or whatever. After three, four steps, she just went and she went up to him and she just like, I know, um, uh, loved him and uh, took him in his arms and uh, in her arms and got him back. And I'm like, that thing comes to me based on what you guys are saying right now. Uh, it's like, the bhana, uh, you know, the child took what was given to him in his environment. That is what he said, bhana. And bhana is kind of bhanu is a word which I comes to my mind from my from my uh, from Gujarati also. That bhanu is food that is given to you, you know, the food. So the bhana, if I can, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it's like what is presented to you by the divine, by the universe, by God or whoever you want. You take it. The child took it as an experience, enjoyed doing what he was doing when he was actually getting hurt doing it, you know, he was getting scratched and whatever. And the divine would be his mother who was watching and allowing him to grow because she let him go through it. Because if he would not go through it, he would not grow the way she wanted him to grow, you know, facing the challenge. And it was, it was dangerous actually, according to me, but she was there that if he falls, I'm going to hold him, you know, but she let him do it. So it's basically maybe that's where the bhana comes in, where God comes in or the divine comes in, who's there watching and will step in. So that, that absolute trust that the child had in, uh, in uh, Sehej, you know, the absolute trust that I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I trust the divine. That's it. You know, so in the flow, the child was in the flow. So that would be where I would say Sehej comes in for me, you know. And uh, the mother was the divine. That okay, trust me, I'm there, and I'll I'll take care of things. That's it. When the time comes, though, but you have to go through certain things to reach where you go. So that is uh, where I think uh, you know uh, that is what Chardikala would mean to me. Then I guess, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Um... Prashant and and on the uh, lastly on the martial spirit, yeah. Um, you know, would you agree? Uh, you, you and I have had many conversations. How do you see Chardikala sort of uh, whether somebody is a Sikh or not? Yeah, right. Yeah, it, yeah. It's that spirit. Absolutely, absolutely. Basically, it's the uh, for me, it, it, it's a Kshatriya spirit that we if we take the the local the, the Desi languages, you know, we call it Kshatriya different ways, Shastar, Shastra, you know, different ways. So. Uh, for me, that is actually Chardi Kala is the martial spirit. And the martial spirit can be applied in any aspect of life. You know, not only while you want to hit some, I mean, not only in war or something, it's basically a part of life. We are constantly, for lack of a better word, I wouldn't want to use that word because, uh, but we are constantly in friction with our surroundings to grow. Basically, life is friction, you know. If you look at Shiva Shakti also, there's friction of the, those two. Or in, in, in terms of quantum physics also, light and sound, when they meet, creation happens. So it's friction. Everything is friction. So 
battle or war or something is high level friction where you're doing something for a certain reason and uh, everyday life is friction is so carrying that martial spirit of charity kala is is going to the gym doing what you have to do for for example to because you have a certain goal or your studies that itself is is is, is the martial spirit when you want to reach a certain goal you do what you have to do you you battle it out you fight it out for lack of better words those are i don't want to uh, use very violent words but you know so you do what you have to do that is a martial spirit you go for it you never give up and you reach your goal like the special forces guy that we spoke about he he says one thing no matter what happens no matter what i have been given a goal and i will fulfill it come what may that is my objective small objectives that's what i yeah that's what he said based on uh, the conversation that i um, uh, th- that i heard recently he said i have been given a goal now there's a major battle happening like that guy said how does the special forces come into play you know in this in in a, in a war or something he says see i for me i don't worry about the war as such i have been given a target by my by my leaders my objective is to get that target at any cost no matter what happens that will in turn flow to whatever has to happen but i have been given that target i have to do it that's it so so chadikala in terms of the martial spirit would also mean objectives the large object objective and the small objective step by step keep achieving keep achieving whatever that may be for you you know that, that could be anything for anybody for for example for that child it was just getting up on the step that itself was a martial martial attitude you know with optimism that oh i'm just going to do it because the child doesn't know battle doesn't know war but for the child that is an objective that he has to go for and he's doing it so i think it it it's it just comes in you know the martial spirit is in everything that we do if we take chardikala into 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 our thought process you know instead of giving up basically there's nothing called quitting just do it that's it go for it do your best leave the rest to god that's it wonderful thanks yeah um and we'll go to our third question where you know towards the end we would like to leave you with um you know whether you're new to the chardikala concept or uh being optimistic positive whether you're hesitant or you are still unsure on how to apply it uh you know I'll give you a couple of examples that you know I also uh in in some of the blogs and writings I do I I really believe that words matter and how we think matters uh so you know instead of simply saying i'm okay or i'm fine uh using utilizing words that i am better or i'm in chardikala uh not only will it uplift you it will uh you know have an effect on that next person who you're smiling and saying that to you'll sort of uplift them uh, i can also remember uh you know again some of my aunts using the words like uh you know from gurbani uh manpreet like to kahe dole right to kaidole pranya like that the god is with you so you know go and uh you know live in the world no matter what happens uh so that's what i would like to leave you with is that uh you know always think positive uh no matter what is going on uh not false positive but uh believing in the whether you want to say bana acceptance uh, or like uh prashant said you know your role uh, or manpreet said you know you need to just put the seeds and whatever needs to happen uh will happen uh with that one prayer what would you say is one thing you would like to leave uh today's viewers with so i read a book a long time ago i think i was 
just after college. It was Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And so Jack Canfield's famous author, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and all that. And then he had one of his mentors was W. Clement Stone. And so when I read this from who W. Clement Stone was and what was his belief, I immediately thought of Sikhi and Chardikala as soon as I read it. And it stuck with me till this day. It still sticks with me. So W. Clement Stone, he was he basically rags to riches. You know, he was based, he basically came from nothing. Uh, this belief system or uh, this was part of his belief system and brought him to meet the president of the United States, right? So he was an inverse paranoid. So what an inverse paranoid is that instead of believing that the world was plotting to do him harm, he chose to believe the world was plotting him, uh, plotting to do him good. So instead of seeing every difficult or challenging event as a negative, he saw it that it could mean something to enrich him, empower him, learn from, and advance his causes. And that's one of like that's this famous belief is inverse paranoid. And as soon as I read that, I'm like, that's Jardikala right there. He was in high spirits the whole time. Whatever is happening to him is not actually harming him; it's empowering him to do better. Uh, and so I always love that. So even you know this, uh, you know, leave people with it's this is not like some pie in the sky thing. This is actually could be done. You could, you could apply that to anything you're doing in life, anything, this inverse paranoid concept. So uh, hopefully people listening could start, uh, you know, changing their, you know, shifting their mind just a little towards uh, being positive and believing that the world events are actually making them better. And it's not, it's not really a challenge. It's something that, you know, given to you for you to overcome. Well said. Uh, that reminded me of uh, two or three different uh, uh, poetry from Urdu that I'll leave it in the blog. So Rumi says, you were born with wings. Why prefer to crawl through life? And the two Urdu poetry that this reminds me of is, first one, Tundiye baade mukalif se na ghabra e akab. O ego, do not be afraid of the swift and hostile winds because they are there to make you fly even higher. And the second one is, Jab irado me jaan hoti hai, Jab irado me jaan hoti hai, To ye zami bhi asaman hoti hai. Uh, thank you, Manpreet. Uh, Prashant, what would you like to leave uh, our viewers with one word or uh, you know, one last thing? Well, uh, I want to thank both you and Manpreet also but for, that, for the concepts that you put across. That's fascinating. You know, it just kind of opens up the mind. Um, and uh, what I would like to leave that I kind of try to emulate, though it's very hard. Uh, but uh, you know something that I try to keep in mind when I when I'm going through something that is absolutely crazy or something absolutely which I think just cannot handle, I try and think uh, what uh, Guru Guru Gobind Singh Ji would advise, or if I, I would just imagine that I'm asking him and what kind of an answer I would get. That's just something within me. So, or you can go to your own whoever you believe in the universe for that matter or if you're an atheist just believe in your own self that what does myself tell me 
that is something and uh, the other part would be i would then i so i that is one part and the other is i i ask uh, i i ask myself what would banda bahadur do in this situation so what would gurudev what would guru gobind singh ji advise and what would uh, banda bahadur do those two things kind of sum up my entire uh, you know thing for this chardikala and everything that that kind of is my guiding light though it's very hard to follow their advice and do what they do but it kind of gives me a light to kind of at least you know go towards in the tunnel like a light in an entirely dark tunnel and i'm like looking for that one light and this is my light so thank you prashant uh, that that also reminds me that in uh, transformational coaching and psychology there's a concept of archetypes whether you use uh, people that speak to you people you look up to or you uh, 10 years 20 years 50 years from now yeah. how would you look back or what would they say to you so that's that's a wonderful reminder that uh, you know uh, find your archetype uh, and and reflect and see how they guide you so uh, folks thank you for joining us today we hope this session helped you learn and will help you go further in understanding and applying chardikala in your lives we would love to hear from you uh what does chardikala mean to you we have on our blog uh a little form that you can post in and we look forward to further future sessions with other guests and sharing back what you wrote may you be in chardikala and we will see you in a future podcast session thank you